kill me, man. I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. What are you? Right? What are you? 1989 Batman with Michael Keaton. And his reply, I'm Batman. With that whispery, whispery voice. He's Batman. I'm Will. I'm a sci-fi guy. And welcome to uh, a little rant. <laughs> not a review. Not a uh, movie or TV show recommendation. An old-fashioned rant. Now, you can say rants are good or bad. Or rants are just rants. They are what they are. In this instance, and for our purposes... I'm going to be ranting about the state of science fiction, fantasy, horror, the state of genre, genre entertainment, movies and TV shows. And of course, they're, they're so sort of intertwined today, right? They're so, we've got all these Marvel movies and DC movies, and then they make a, a TV show out of them. They'll make Loki and Hawkeye and uh, WandaVision. So see them in the multiplex, see them at a home, in your Barca lounger, in your Lazy Boy, watching your Roku or Apple TV. And basically, uh, this is how I uh, came to uh, birth the idea for the rant. I was uh, chatting with uh, some friends, and then I was posting stuff on social media. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is the social media post that brought the idea. This was about Rings of Power. The new Lord of the Rings series, uh, I think, com comes tomorrow. I think tomorrow, Friday, coming soon, Amazon Prime. And we were going back and forth about how fans are, you know, their expectations, what do they consider uh, appropriate or, or great or don't, you know, deviate from the text, from Tolkien's, you know, books and, and uh, you know, guidance. So I wrote, nothing is wrong with diversity because we were talking about diversity, uh, but that's a separate issue. Nobody I know is against more diversity in Rings of Power. I'm talking the core content story or the established lore. Say Sauron suddenly had an evil younger brother. That's retcon and dopey. It betrays the Tolkien world to have a new cheap excitement so Amazon can keep pumping out content to reap profits from their $1 billion investment. Yes, I don't know if you guys know, they spent a billion dollars on Rings of Power. I think it's safe to say it's the most expensive TV show in history. Certainly from an investment point of view. Uh, I go on to say, we all know TV shows who were out there welcome by staying around too long. Of course, that's Hollywood's holy grail now. Star Trek, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, they keep pumping out content. Dozens of movie movies and TV shows on proven franchise to keep their books in the black. It can be tiresome and sad since new voices and talents are rarely heard anymore. That's my biggest gripe. Franchise fever raging to the exclusion of anything new and different. You know, years ago, that was that was the, the beauty and the surprise. You would say, ooh, let's go to a movie. Or you'd see a trailer on television. Or read about it in, the, in a magazine newspaper. Ooh, let's, what's that? And I remember clearly, it, it's one of my you know, most uh, treasured memories. Me and my buddy Robert Berlin, we wanted to go see Superman 2. 
the biggie, you know, the biggie movie of the summer. It was all sold out. So we went down the street from from the old State Theater to the Lowe's in Jersey City, and we saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. We saw the marquee. We're like, what's that? We both really didn't know. I, I hadn't heard of it. He hadn't heard of it. That was a time where, you know, we were still kind of innocent in what was coming out, I guess. And we we went and we watched it and we loved it. It was amazing. So, and, and you say, well, well, now that's a franchiser. But back then, it was not. And it was something so delightful and original and surprising. And you rarely ever have that, if at, if at all today. Look what Aquaman 2, even aside from all the Amber Heard, uh, you know, Depp trial controversy, they keep pushing that back. Then that, the Flash with Ezra Miller, they keep, you know... Um, wondering what slot to put it on and everyone knows that those both those movies we, we've known about for months maybe years so there's like no surprise anymore which you know that's again another kind of separate issue we could talk about but what about the original voices the the, the new original and you know newly explored undiscovered countries of genre and uh movies and television shows you just don't have it anymore you know you, you can name the big five, Star Trek, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and now Lord of the Rings. You know, I might be missing one, but those are the overriding, overruling. That, that's, that's all anyone talks about. I think it was four or five years ago, Meryl Streep said that for the money they put in to all these superhero movies or you know, genre movies, tentpole movies, you could make like 30 dramas or, you know, rom-coms, rom comedies, whatever. And it's not that I'm saying you have to make dramas and rom-coms. Can you make something different? You know, every year, if you make 20 superhero movies, can you make two new movies? I mean, I guess they do, but it, they just, it seems to be obscured and sort of overshadowed. It's like eclipsed, you know, from the superhero roster. Now, you could trace sort of the first really genre, or rather the franchise being born was Superman 1978. I'm looking at some of the stats in the wiki. It was uh, budgeted at $55 million which I guess today would be at least 250, 300, at least triple uh, or more. And it made 300, 300 million, really good. And then Batman from 1989, I guess the next big sort of, you know, after the Superman uh, sequels, that was budgeted at 48 million and it made 411 million. So not too shabby. And obviously that's why we got so many incarnations of both. You know, and, and then I think of today with all the sort of controversy and the people ranting about She-Hulk, which I have not seen. Some some hate it. <laughs> they say it's trash. Others say it's it's fun. It's a it's sort of a breath of fresh air because it's a sitcom. Uh, you know, basically a sitcom. And I have to give them points for that. I remember as a kid collecting She-Hulk. It was never outright hilarious or funny, but it was much lighter than the other, uh, you know, titles. And so for that, you know... More power to you and, and props, uh, cool. But then people are like, the writing's atrocious and the CGI. I saw some clips. I don't think the, the effects are CGI that bad. But, of course, that's not the full, you know, 25 minutes or an hour, whatever the episodes are. Um, but, again, it's like another superhero show, you know, with Mark Ruffalo as Hulk. So we can have, you know, interconnective, uh, you know, product placement kind of. And you got to watch all the other stuff, too, you know. I mean, going back even as a kid with uh, Six Million Dollar Man and Bionic Woman, you had interconnected things. I mean, it's nothing new. Uh, the, the old Batman series, which is really one of the first successful, you know, franchise superhero uh, shows, they 
spun off the producers Green Hornet, which didn't do great, but got a season and they, you know, they brought Bruce Lee as Cato and, and Van Williams as, as Green Hornet. And they had a couple episodes to interconnect and, uh, you know, promote each other. So that's nothing new, but it's just seems overboard, you know? And again, I want the original voices. I think we all do. Are we going to get them? <laughs> I, 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 you know, not holding my breath. Now, and if you look at Marvel just alone in their phases, they call them, you know, phases of, I guess, uh, production. This is from their wiki. It says phase four began with series one division, which premiered in January of 2021, while the first theatrical film in this phase is Black Widow, which was released in July of 2021. Disney, uh, by Disney uh, Motion Pictures, the phase will conclude with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special in December of 2022. So they're doing sort of a, like the Star Wars Christmas special, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And it goes on to say, is there going to be a phase five? Phase five of Marvel is packed with shows and movies. We'll take us to the summer of 2024. Here's everything that's coming in the stage. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Secret Invasion. I guess that's it, like Secret Wars and Secret Invasion, so... Um, will there be a Marvel Phase 6? I Yes, there will. Uh, they announced it at the Comic-Con. So, get ready. <laughs> You're not going to get any uh, relief. I did read an article. They said that people are just not going uh, to the Phase 4 as much, or, you know, I'm not as excited. So they're kind of losing money or losing interest. And it, it's saturation. It becomes exhaustion. And even, you know, let me say, I love these films. I do love these films. I watch them. I've bought like 10, you know, so maybe I'm one of the contributors to the uh, mania and the franchise fever. But again, I just wish they could find room. Excuse me. And and you know what? When When I say finding room, I'm not, of course they make new stuff. Of course there's some original stuff out there. It just seems so eclipsed and obscured by all the superhero fanfare and the uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, and such. And at least Lord of the Rings is not as, you know, saturated and exhausted. So at least uh, we'll see what, you know, what happens with that. So there's my rant. I don't know if you agree or not, or I hope I, I, hope I gave you some perspective. I want to thank you for listening. You can subscribe to Sci-Fi Guy for free or paid people for $4.99. You get the extras, you get the goodies. Either or, keep the feedback coming. Go watch something else besides Star Trek, Star Wars, Marvel, and DC, please. And we'll see you soon.